Amen. Amen. Greetings, beloved, in Jesus' name. Amen. It's so good to be in church. Amen. And for some of us, this is the second service. Amen. You can imagine how fulfilling it should be. Amen. And may I just greet all the soldiers of the Lord's army in the name of Jesus. May I salute all the soldiers of the Lord's army in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So you are greeted and thank you also for coming to the training. When you are a soldier, you mustn't miss training. It's very, very important. Because some soldiers do miss training. The problem is if you miss training regularly and it's time for war, you will be defeated. Because your adversary, the devil, doesn't mind whether you are trained or not, he attacks. The thief cometh not but for to kill, to steal, and to destroy. So as I'm giving you the introduction, can we go together to the book of Psalms 1834 in the Amplified? I just want to encourage you to keep on coming for training because your enemy has not rested. Our adversary, the devil, has not rested. And he is out in full force. We need to be well equipped and well prepared to handle him. Well prepared to put him under our feet. In Jesus' name. Psalms 1834 reads, in the Amplified, he teaches my hands to war so that my arms can bend a bow of bronze. So if the Lord teaches me or trains me for war, it means it's obvious that there will be wars. Here, David was talking literally with the literal wars that he was facing, but even in that, he was depending on God. Now, for you as a child of God, there will be wars, there will be fights. The enemy will always try to contend with you. So that's why you need to be trained, you need to be equipped, you need to know how to engage with the enemy. And this thing of the war did not start. Let me give you the history of it. Let's go back together to the book of Revelations chapter 12. We look at the time that war started. And that war started then, but it is still continuing even now. But look at this. Revelations 12. 7 to 12 NIV, Revelation 12, 7 to 12 NIV reads, Then war broke out in heaven. Michael and his angels. So it says war broke out in heaven. So war started where? In heaven. When you see people contending and fighting and all that and not agreeing, started from heaven. When the war broke out in heaven, Michael and his angels fought against the dragon. And the dragon and his angels fought back. I want you to look at this closely because when war broke out in heaven, God did not fight with the devil. And neither is he going to fight with the devil now. He didn't do it then. He has never done it. He will never do it. Because God and the devil are not in the same class. Amen. So he says, devil, when you misbehave, you need to be dealt with by your co-angels. So that's why Michael and his angels handled him. And now for us here on the earth, look at this. You will see how now it affects us. It says, but he was not strong enough, and they lost their battle in heaven. So the devil was not strong enough, and he is your enemy. If he wasn't strong enough then, he is not strong enough now. So, like the elder the other time, he told us that the devil has got a track record of defeat. So that's why when you are going to fight in boxing, if you are going to fight, you also study your opponent, isn't it? Now imagine the tail, they call it the tail of the tape or the tail, tail whatever, for bo those of you who understand boxing. Now imagine they say your enemy has got a record of 50 fights, 50 losses. Don't you think you get excited? Say so this should be an easy enemy to handle. 
So it says they lost their place in heaven. He was not strong enough. The dragon was held down. That ancient serpent called the devil or Satan, who leads the whole world astray, he was held down to the earth and his angels with him. So where was the devil thrown to? To the earth. And we are on the earth. So where is the devil? On earth, he is causing. So most of the things that you are seeing, all the commotions, troubles, all those things, it is your enemy, the devil. It is my enemy, the devil. But I want you to understand this because we need to keep him under control. Because we are equipped. God has equipped us to handle him. We are more than conquerors. We are victorious. But I want you to look at this. He says, verse 10, Then I heard a loud voice in heaven say, Now have come the salvation and the power and the kingdom of our God and the authority of his Messiah for the accuser of our brothers and sisters who accuses them before our God day and night has been held down. They triumphed over him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony. So they overcame him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony. You too can overcome the devil by the blood of the lamb and by the word of your testimony. Amen? That's why you need to know the word. You need to keep that word in your heart so that you can keep on speaking it. That's your sword of the spirit, the word of God. And it says, they did not love their lives so much as to shrink from death. Verse 12. Therefore rejoice you heavens and you who dwell in them. But woe to the woe to the earth and the sea. Because the devil has gone down to you. He is filled with fury because he knows that his time is short. Can you tell your neighbor, the devil has been thrown down on earth. Better handle him. It says he's furious, isn't it? Mm, he's angry. He's looking for somebody to devour. He's out to kill, to steal, and to destroy. He is out to cause confusion. Most of the things that we are hearing, we hear about gender-based violence, we hear about people killing their own children, all those things. Some of the things you can't understand them. You can know there should be another force behind. Is it? So therefore, we need to understand how to handle the enemy. So that even though he has been thrown down on earth, you are equipped to handle him. That's why I saluted you as soldiers. Okay? Let's go to John 16, We'll do it in the Amplified. Because as long as in, you are in the earth, there will be challenges, but you've got what it takes to win. You are more than a conqueror through Christ Jesus our Lord. So John 16.33 Amplified says, I've told you these things so that in me you might have perfect peace and confidence. In the world you have trials and tribulation and distress and frustration. But it doesn't put full stop, isn't it? Some of you are used to putting full stop there. You like saying, you see, this world is full of troubles. What can we do? That's what people say, isn't it? The Bible doesn't say that. It says in the world you have trials, tribulation, distress, and frustration, but, okay, you know what's the meaning of but, isn't it? Somebody seems to be agreeing with you, agreeing with you, then quickly they say but, then you know they want to disagree now. Okay? So he says, but, be of good cheer, take courage, be confident, certain, undaunted, for I have overcome the world. I have deprived it of power to harm you and have conquered it for you. So he says all these things will be there on earth, but take courage. Don't be dismayed because I've overcome the enemy. I've overcome the world for you. I've overcome and I've given you the victory. So it's so good actually that the Lord would overcome and give us the victory. And even when we have to engage in this fight of faith, the good fight of faith, we do it knowing that we are already winners. It feels so good to fight a fight that's already won. Amen? 
where the results are already known. It's like a recorded match. Some of you saw another match yesterday, isn't it? Eh? So, even if, I, I think I probably, I might have seen a bit of, like five minutes of it. And it's not because I stopped because of the goals and that. I usually don't have time for it, but if perchance when I'm there and it comes up, yes, I can have a few minutes. So when I looked at it, yeah, it wasn't looking good for another team. <laughs> so now, imagine you've recorded that match, and now in the first five minutes, the team that was given three goals seemed to be controlling the possession and seems to be winning. Are you going to be intimidated? Uh-uh. You just relax and say, you don't know. And you even use that slang name of that other team. Okay? Which will remain not mentioned here. Because you already know who won that match, isn't it? So even for you, it doesn't matter how the enemy seems to be intimidating now. You are already a winner. It's a recorded match. Just live in that which God has already bestowed for you. So listen to this. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 8 to 10. We'll do it in the TLB, and then I'll do it in the Passion. I'm picking this one because I want to show you that even when it's hot in the kitchen, don't quit. Even when the enemy seems to be having an upper hand, don't give in. Your enemy cannot handle pressure. It says he fought back with Michael, but he was not strong enough. So he would sometimes show you as if you cannot handle pressure. But it is the devil who cannot handle pressure. So keep on keeping on. Listen to this. 2 Corinthians 4, 8 to 10 TLB, it says, We are pressed on every side by troubles. But, I like the buts. Amen. Some of you like say, you see, it's trouble after trouble. Even the Bible says we'll have troubles. The Bible didn't say that. The Bible, after that, it says but. So finish it. Amen. If you want to quote the Bible, finish it. So it says we are pressed on every side by troubles. Whereas some Christians end there. My Bible doesn't end there. It says but, not crushed and broken. That's the attitude of a soldier. In other words, whatever the enemy throws at me, I'm able to handle it. We are perplexed because we don't know why things happen as they do. Sometimes you feel like that, isn't it? But we don't give up and quit. I like that. I like this but. You know a but cancels whatever happened before the but? Yeah. I'm teaching a bit of English here free of charge. Amen. It was supposed to be a sermon, but there is a bit of English in it. So, it says, we, don't, we are perplexed because we don't know why things happen as they do. But, we don't give up and quit. I like to live after the but. Amen. It says, but we don't give up and quit. We are hunted down, but God never abandons us. We get knocked down, but we get up again and keep going. I like this. We get knocked down, but we get up again and keep going. Somebody who is sitting next to you, they don't know what you've gone through, but you're still here. Tell your neighbor, you may not know what I've been going through, but I'm still here. I'm still keeping on going. I'm not quitting. Quitting is not an option for me. Amen. Talk like a soldier. So he says, we get knocked down, but we get up again and keep going. These bodies of ours are constantly facing death just as Jesus did. So it is clear to all that it is only the living Christ within who keeps us safe. So here he is saying, the enemy is constantly hunting us down. He says, these bodies of ours are constantly facing death, just as Jesus did. 
So it is clear to all that it is only the living Christ within us who keeps us safe. Amen? The way that the enemy is looking for us, the only reason why we're still alive today is because of Christ. Amen? So it means whatever the enemy throws my way, I'm able to handle it. Whatever pressure that the enemy throws, stand your ground. 2 Corinthians 4, 8 and 9 in the Passion, it says, For though we experience every kind of pressure, we are not crushed. At times we don't know what to do, but quitting is not an option. So even when you don't know what to do, quitting should not be an option. So when they give you choices, there's some of you like option one, option A, option B, option C. But on all the options listed, quitting is not an option. You don't quit. You don't give up. We are persecuted by others, but God has not forsaken us. We may be knocked down, but not out. Do you know the difference between a knockdown and a knockout? Yeah, a knockdown just means you are down now, but you are not out. Amen. You may be down now, but you're not out. Neighbor, you may be down now, but you're not out. Amen. Keep on standing. So he says we may be knocked down, but we're not out. I like this thing of having this kind of attitude. By the way, I know I haven't given you the title for today yet. I'll give you just now. This was just introduction. So I like this thing of uh, being down but not out. The attitude like this. Where even when it seems like you are about to be swallowed, you're still standing. I once saw this cartoon. It was written at the bottom. It's ain't over until it's over. So they had given a, it was a, one of these this big uh, bears that are found in swampy areas which eat frogs, big mouths. Okay? So that bed, it, it got the, 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 the frog then took the frog into its mouth like this. But the frog still has hands outside. So the frog held the, the neck of that bed. And it says it ain't over until it's over. So as long as you can still fight, keep on fighting. Amen. Don't quit. Amen. I know somebody that was close to us. She was a fighter. She passed away fighting. Fighting, and you could see that this person is still fighting. Amen. In other words, you quit like a soldier. Amen. Yeah, soldiers don't easily, you can wound him and really do everything, and you'll find they are still, as long as they can still fight, they keep on fighting. So, 1 Timothy 6, 12, Amplified. Now, I want to tell you, this is the subject, the theme of our message now. Started something that will also take through some few weeks. I call it, fight the good fight of faith. Fight the good fight of faith. So, if you're just writing a title, you can just say, fight the good fight. Knowing that many people like fighting, but they are fighting the wrong battles. Okay? Some of you are fighting people. Some of you have got so many enemies, you've got a diary full of people's names. That's a wrong use of your diary. You could have been having a lot of scriptures there. It means you don't know who your enemy is. So, look at this. 1 Timothy 6.12, it says, Fight the good fight of faith. This is the only fight you are allowed to fight. So, reserve all your energies. Amen? Amen. And fight the good fight of faith. Lay hold of eternal life to which you were summoned and for which you confess the good confession before many witnesses. So when we say fight the good fight of faith, it's because some of the soldiers are not aware that we are in a war. 
Okay, they are sleeping. How would you like to be protected by soldiers who are sleeping? It doesn't look good, isn't it? So today I want to encourage all of us to stand up and fight the good fight of faith. To be watchful, diligent, and know that we are in this, we are soldiers. Go with me to the book of 1 Peter 5, verse 8 and 9. We usually know 1 Peter 5, verse 7. But today we are not going for verse 7. <laughs> so today we are going 1 Peter 5, verse 8. Amen. 1 Peter 5, 8 and 9, good news. Be alert. Be on watch. If somebody says be alert, it says don't sleep. Be on watch. Why? Your enemy, the devil, roams around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. What is our enemy doing? We were told the enemy was thrown down, isn't it? And he's furious. And he has come to kill, to steal, and to destroy. So what is he doing? He's going around, roaming around, doing what? Roaring like a lion, looking for someone to devour. I always, sometimes I like some of this, uh, uh, there are some programs on TV, it's animal, National Geographic Channel, and, and like those ones where you see how the animal, animal behavior. Have you ever seen that if a lion wants to eat a buffalo, okay, and the buffaloes are many, and they are all facing outward and protecting each other's back. Have you ever noticed that the lion cannot eat any of them? Huh? Yeah. It will keep on roaming and roaring. <sighs> like that, like that. Until what? Until one of them jumps. Doesn't that sound like one Christian who jumps from church? Because when we are still together, it's like the enemy is roaming and we are there protecting each other's back. So it means I face this side, I know you facing that side. So whichever way the enemy comes, we are protecting each other, we are covering each other's back. Because we are armies of the Lord's, we are soldiers in the Lord's army. Amen. But don't jump out. Tell your neighbor, don't jump out. The enemy will devour you. Because he will give you all the reasons why you, are, you were hurt in church. Why you need to quit. But quitting is not an option. It's because he wants to devour you. He knows that when you are there with others, you are still safe. Because even if you are wounded and you are down, others will still be fighting for you. They will still be protecting you. So just remain in the fold. Amen. So he says, your enemy, the devil, is roaming around like a lion, looking for someone to devour. So let's keep him hungry. Amen. Because he's looking for somebody to devour. And it better not be you. So let's protect one another and let's stand strong in faith. Verse 9. Be firm in your faith. We're told we must fight the good fight of faith. So it says, be firm in your faith and resist him because you know that other believers in all the world are going through the same kind of sufferings. Okay? Did you get that? So stand firm in your faith. So soldiers need to be woken up. I told you that some soldiers even, they take training as a casual thing. You take, uh, today I don't feel like going to church. I don't feel like going to training. Do you know that the devil, he would keep you busy with other things? So that when he attacks, you are an easy target. That's what you should do if you are the devil, isn't it? Keep them busy. <laughs> isn't it? That's easy. Then they are not equipped, they are not trained. The reason why some of us talk the way we do is not because I'm a pastor. It's because I'm a child of God. And I have been trained how to handle the enemy. Because the enemy has been thrown down on earth and we must deal with him. Amen. So look at this. Waking up the mighty warriors. Joel 3. 
9 and 10, King James Version. Proclaim ye this among the Gentiles. Prepare war. Wake up the mighty man. You see, if, if you are soldiers and you have to be woken up, it means sometimes we are becoming complacent. Isn't it? It says, be alert. In James, he says, be alert. Okay? Be on the watch. Now in Joel, it says, wake up the mighty man. Let all the men of war draw near. Let them come up. Beat your plowshares into swords and your pruning hooks into spears. Let the weak say, I am strong. Because some of you will say, Pastor, we are not all well equipped to handle the devil the way that you are saying. Some of us are still weak in the Lord. Let the weak say, I'm strong. It means all of us, we are here. We are in it. We can all fight. Because we are not depending on our own strength. We are depending on the Lord's strength. So when it says, proclaim ye this among the Gentiles, do you know that we were called Gentiles? We who were away from the promises of God. But because of the death of Jesus Christ, there is no more Jew or Gentile. Okay? We've been brought near. We can be children of God. Now, when you are a child of God, God imparts his nature on you. Like father, like son. Okay? So that you can have the nature of God and be a winner. And be an overcomer. So let's go together to the book of 1 John. Chapter 5. 4 and 5. John chapter 5, 4 and 5. I want you to look at this. It says, For whatever is born of God is victorious over the world. And this is the victory that conquers the world, even our faith. So it says fight the good fight of faith. What is our victory? Our faith. And it says, who is he that is victorious over the world? But he who believes that Jesus is the son of God. So I want to ask you a question. Who is he that is victorious over the world? You. Because it says, he who believes. Do I have believers here? Can I see the hands of believers? You overcome the enemy. It says, who is he that is victorious over, that conquers the world, but he who believes that Jesus is the son of God, who adheres to, trust in, and relies on that fact. So in other words, you are more than a conqueror. You overcome. Because God, you are a child of God. You have what it takes to win. People may look at you and undermine you on the outside, but you have this treasure in jar of clay. With the nature of God in you, you need to know, I need to fight the good fight of faith. I will not miss training. I want to be trained. I want to be thoroughly equipped. I want to be well trained. Especially because we were told that the devil has been thrown down. And he is furious. Isn't it? So he's angry. So he is out to kill, to steal, and to destroy. You need first to know how to defend yourself. And then you can also defend others as a soldier. Amen? So that you can even know, as a child of God, greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Amen? Look at this. Second Corinthians. Chapter 10, verse 3 to 5, Amplified. I want, to, I want you to start understanding this because I've told you who your enemy is. I've told you you need to fight the good fight of faith. Now we want to start understanding how to fight. But we need first to know who our enemy is. Our enemy is the devil. Your enemy is not people. Okay? But you also need to know the strategies of your enemy. The only weapon that your enemy has is the, enemy, is the weapon of deception. So he will deceive you to think that you are the one who is under pressure. 
He will deceive you to think that you are the one who is in trouble. He will tell you all the stories until he convinces you. Just like he challenged Eve in the Garden of Eden. Even after the word is spoken, even after you know what God has said, he will question that. So you need to know your enemy. Okay. There is this thing, we're watching it, Gome uh, remembers, we're watching this one at home. The, it's again the, this, some of this animal thing. So there was this, uh, okay, Nyambe Urana, some of you, do you know that actually I was asking its name in the first service. They didn't know what is it in English. Nyambe Urana, Nyambe Urana. So, eh? Sorry? Okay. It's called, it's called a praying mantis. So somebody, somebody actually after church showed me, so if you Google praying mantis, praying mantis, I think it's because it's like this, is that, it's like a locust with big eyes, but it's not a locust. You know, it, it goes like this. Yeah. So that thing has got fangs on its Think like this. That thing can kill a snake. <laughs> I saw it killing a snake. And Google it. Google it and say, praying mantis kills snake. <laughs> you will see it killing a snake. You just need to know your enemy. So the snake was coming to eat that thing. Okay? It comes as if coming to eat that thing. And the way that it looks so weak, you will think that that thing is very... It's... it's Looks are deceiving. And I think the devil sees you also and he thinks you... <laughs> he looks at you and thinks, ah, this one, is, it's, it's, it's good meat. So, you know how fast the snake is? That thing, it's, it seems it's twice as fast. With its thing, that, so the snake would be coming like this. Then it just go with its fangs. And then the snake would retreat. Then look again and try and come again. Then it tries to come. Until then, it realizes, now I must actually time it and catch it. So it will go with its, its fangs can be this side and this side. So it would go and then quickly hold the snake like this. And the snake would be going like this, this, this. And then it holds also, it's got the back and the front and then hold it like this and start eating the snake until the snake dies. Just need to know how to handle your enemy. <laughs> so when you're at home, check praying mantis. And then you will see how, if you know your enemy, your enemy may be coming thinking that he's coming to devour you. Because I didn't see that praying mantis hunting for a snake. It was the snake <laughs> Who thought I'm going to eat? <laughs> okay? So you just need to know your enemy. And you know the weaknesses of your enemy. So I told you your enemy's only weapon is deception. And he will instill fear on you. And the moment you are afraid, the moment you are deceived, he knows he can get you. So you need to say, I'm not afraid of the enemy. Look at this. Second Corinthians 10. 3 to 5, amplified. For though we walk or live in the flesh, we are not carrying on our warfare according to the flesh and using mere human weapons. For the weapons of our warfare are not physical, weapons of the flesh and blood, but they are mighty before God for the overthrow and destruction of strongholds. You see how powerful your weapons are. It says, we do not fight against flesh and blood. Our weapons are strong and they overthrow and destroy all the strongholds of the enemy. And with this I'm reminded, some of you who were already grown up a bit in the 80s, you remember the Gulf War? America and Iraq. You remember that Saddam Hussein? It was Saddam Hussein, isn't it? Yeah, with Iraq. So, I think the advantage that America had there was they knew how to deal with it in the air. <laughs> so, if you know how to deal with it in the air, well, for us now, if you know how to deal with it in the spiritual, 
He will have it easy on the ground. So they came from the air, destroyed all the strongholds of the enemy, so that even when now the soldiers come on the ground, it was very easy. Easy taking. You just collect the spoils. So that's the same thing. So the spiritual, like I said to you the other time, always dictates to the natural. Even those who use evil spirits on the evil side, they know that they use something in the spiritual and they will get you in the natural. They can cast a spell on you, on a person, and you find that now you are cursed. Wherever you go, you're failing. And they even cast things and then... You get accident, you get killed, you get this, 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 all those things that happen. You know they do it in the spiritual, isn't it? But do you think their spiritual is stronger than your spiritual? Huh? The wizards and witches, do you think they are using the power of God? They are using the power of, the, of Satan, isn't it? And you use which power? You use the power of God. So who must be defeated? Them. That's why I usually say I have a problem with a Christian who gets bewitched. Or a Christian who is afraid of wizards. Because if you know who you are, if you know that the greater one is in you, you know the Bible says, greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. So as a soldier, you've got to start saying, I'm not even afraid of wizards. Okay? Yeah, you know people who are, some people being not even Christians, you will hear them talking with boldness like that, threatening the enemy, isn't it? You can't do me anything. You can go wherever you want to go, even when these people know he's got nothing that he's trusting on. He threatens the enemy, because he knows in battle, you've got to intimidate your enemy. Okay, that's what... Goliath did when he came there and he was instilling fear on them. Okay? So that's how the devil does it. So don't be intimidated by the enemy. I remember after I got born again. Yeah. Somewhere in the 80s. When I got born again, during those times, I think where we grew up, I told you about, I used to be afraid of, I think many things, one thing that I feared the most was that thing called you guys call it lightning in English. But it's not lightning. I'm talking about the one that comes and hit and then take even some milly mill bag and <laughs> and it makes fire when it makes fire even when it's raining. I'm talking about that one. Okay? So I used to be afraid of that thing because I thought, I mean it's raining, I've got to remain in the house. And we used to stay in these thatched, thatched roofed houses. Now, what defense do you have when it's raining? You've got to remain there. Until after I was born again. Then I realized those guys are using the forces from the enemy. And I've got the greater one in me. And I remember we were out in the field with my mother. Then I said to her, Mommy, I found something. You know, I'm not afraid of Ndazi. I'm no more afraid of, for, for those of you who don't know, and I will call it lightning. I'm not afraid of lightning. I don't know. What is it in, in your language? In class? In Daki? Okay. So it's there all over. <laughs> so, but then, you need to know that that thing, if indeed it's there using people sending it, you can have power over it. Then I said, I'm not afraid of it. My mother was saying, don't talk loudly. They will do this, this to you. <laughs> but for me, it was already an accomplished fact. It's like many things are that I tell you even on pulpit when I say that the devil cannot kill me even with accident. It's because I've seen something in the book. Amen. I've been trained and I speak my faith. So you better speak your faith. Because it's not that the boldness that I have, I'm not having this boldness because I'm a pastor. I'm having this boldness because I'm a child of God. The verse that you read in 1 John 5, 4 and 5, it says, who is he that overcomes the world? But he who believes. It doesn't say who, who is a pastor. It says he who believes. So if you are a believer, you are an overcomer. 
Stand your ground and speak what you believe. It says here, we are not carrying on our warfare according to the flesh and according mere human weapons. Uh, to mere human weapons, verse 4. For the weapons of our warfare are not physical, weapons of uh, flesh and blood, but they are mighty before God for the overthrow and destruction of strongholds, inasmuch as we refute arguments and theories and reasonings and every proud and lofty thing that sets itself up against the true knowledge of God and will lead every thought and purpose away captive into the obedience of Christ. I want you to look at this closely. So it says, our warfare starts actually even in the mind. Okay? Even when the enemy wants to deceive you, he throws thoughts into your mind. When he wants to make you afraid, he throws thoughts into your mind. You know that, isn't it? Yeah. So he will throw things here, and then you start being afraid. You start being, sometimes he would even throw things here, and as you start thinking, and then you see, really, I can't see how I would survive this one. It's better if I kill myself. I can't see how I would survive this one. I think everybody has turned against me. And then you start getting depressed. When you have depression, it all starts with the mind. So it means, make sure that your mind is well guarded, well protected. Okay? Take the word of God, renew your mind. Because as you put the word of God in your heart, as you speak the word of God, keep on renewing your mind. The Bible says, be not conformed to the standard of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So the battleground is here in your mind. So it means even the things that I'm saying, when you hear me say, I'm not afraid of the enemy. It's because now I've renewed my mind and my mind now has got to agree with my heart. Amen? So you also need to speak it for yourself. You can't just keep quiet and say, hey, what if I speak and it doesn't happen? What if I speak and then they bewitch me? They will bewitch you for keeping silent. Amen? Because your weapon is the word of your testimony, isn't it? Didn't he say that they overcame him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony? You've got to speak it. That's even how you get healed. That's how some of us get healed. Amen? I speak healing in my body. I command all the forces of the enemy. And in the name of Jesus, I command them to bow. And they have to bow. This is how we fight the good fight of faith. So as we wind down for today, cabin crew, let's prepare for landing. Let's land in five minutes. So I'm just putting it, I'll pack it, and then we're going to continue with this. But today I was just giving you the introduction so that you understand when we have to fight this good fight of faith. But now you also need to understand how we fight. We've known who our enemy is and how he, he fights and all his losses and all the things. But he still has deception. And he can still deceive you. He can still instill fear on you. And then once he does that, then he's got you. He can still roam around and roar like a lion. And when you jump out, he's got you. He's got you. So there are some tricks that he can still use. But for you, child of God, keep on coming to training. And know how to put the devil under your feet. So that you will not be afraid of the enemy. And the more we stand with each other, the more mightier our army is. Amen? That's why you must never allow any other soldier who is limping or who is wounded to get away from us. Let's keep on gathering one another. Gathering one another. We are in this together. Amen? Look at this. Ephesians chapter 6. So I'll just put an introduction to that Ephesians chapter 6. We'll pick it up from there next time. But I want you to understand that we are not boasting on our own strength. When you hear me talk, I will never tell you something and not say in the Lord. I will never tell you something and boast and boast and boast. Just talk about me. I will talk about me in the Lord. 
Because when I'm in the Lord, I have the victory. Amen? When I take on the armor of God, I am an overcomer. I am more than a conqueror. Amen. Ephesians 6, 10 to 19, Amplified reads. In conclusion, so for today we can conclude it here. Be strong in the Lord. Be empowered through your union with him. You see what gives us strength? Our union with him. That is what is making me speak with boldness. You remember the other time, I think the other time I told some of you. Yeah, those of you who were there by then. I told about some of you about the elder brother effect. The big brother effect. So some of us when we grew up, there was this thing where as boys out in the field looking after the flock, you would just test each other's strength to know who is stronger than the other one. You would fight not because you are fighting for something, just to say, Bosokima. <laughs> Isn't it? So what they would do is that sometimes they used to like this one. If you are bold-headed, they like chiskoptamati. Isn't it? They just do like this. I don't think, do, do you guys still do that? Oh, I thought you were more civilized <laughs> than we were. So they would just do that. Chiskoptamati. All this and all this. And then, the ones who did not have elder brothers were in trouble. Because they can do with you whatever. And you were defenseless. But those of us who had elder brothers, if you had an elder brother, they do that to you when your elder brother is not there. And you know you're going to tell, tell your brother. So tomorrow, you come with your brother. Firstly, when you reach home, <laughs> what we used to do is that after they beat you, you will cry there and keep quiet. But when you're about to reach home, <laughs> you start crying again now. You start crying. <laughs> so, that, so that your brother will ask, what happened? What happened? It's so and so. It's so and so. Don't worry. We'll sort him. Then the next day, when you go there, you know that it was not even your elder brother who goes to them first. It's you who go to your enemy first. Come, come. Do what you were doing yesterday. Do what you were doing yesterday. Try it now. Try it now. So what was the boldness coming from? The elder brother. And it's you. You've got Jesus. So you can do this to the devil. Try it. Try it. Try it. Amen. Amen. Because I've got a brother here with me. So it says... Be strong in the Lord. Be empowered through your union with him. Draw your strength from him. That strength which his boundless might provides. Put on God's whole armor. The armor of a heavy armed soldier. Which God supplies. Tell your neighbor I am a heavily armed soldier. Amen. And we put on that armor of God that you may be able to successfully stand up against all strategies and the deceits of the devil. I told you the devil works through deception. So it says you will be able to stand against all his strategies and his deceptions. For we are not wrestling with flesh and blood, contending only with physical opponents, but against despotism, against powers, against the master spirits, who are the world rulers of this present darkness against the spirit forces of wickedness in heavenly sphere. You see what is our fight on? It's in the supernatural realm. It's in the spiritual realm. Therefore, put on God's complete armor that you may be able to resist and stand your ground on the evil day of danger and having done all the crisis demands. To stand firmly in your place. Stand therefore. Hold your ground. Amen. Having done all to stand. Stand. So some of you say pastor I've been standing. And it seems things are not coming up the way that I want. Keep on standing. Pastor I've been standing and standing. Having done all that the crisis demands. To stand. Stand. You are a soldier. Quitting is not an option to be continued. Amen. Amen. 
So we'll proceed with this next time. But I want you to know that you are a soldier and you are an overcomer. And the, it says, wake up the mighty man. Be on the watch. So we are waking you up. We are alerting you. Stand up, soldier. Stand up, child of God. Stand your ground. Quitting is not an option. And know the tactics of your enemy. Think of that mantis. Okay? So the enemy may be deceived by the looks. <laughs> Actually, sometimes you think about the devil and think, hey, because he doesn't know, he just looks at you and thinks, ah, this one is an easy one. He doesn't know. Let him try it. Okay? So it means we need to be well equipped, well trained. So don't miss training next week. The other week and any other week. Keep on getting trained. Then the boldness that I as your pastor have, it's not because I'm a pastor. It's because I'm a child of God. And you are a child of God too. And that's why we give you the word. So that when you take that word, you can also stand your ground. So I want us to stand up and thank God for the word that we've had. As you stand up to thank God for the word that you've had, also think about your role as the soldier in the Lord's army. And if you were sleeping a bit, wake up. Okay? And then start adjusting and saying, even where the enemy has been attacking you, now you can think, I'm going for it. Amen? Because I told you that God is not going to fight with the devil. People usually say, but if God is there, why is this and this happening? Why is this and this happening? God was there when war broke out in heaven. Did he, did he fight with the devil? No, he doesn't. When Adam and Eve, when Eve was being deceived by the enemy, did God fight? Uh-uh. He has given us the authority. He trusts us so much that he will fold his hands even when you are getting deceived. Just like what did happen with Eve. Okay? So it means we need to be well trained to take what the master has given us and be sharp in our battles. Well trained, like our master. Let's stand up and thank God for the word that we've had. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you.